creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. Well, I'm excited to be back on the podcast, and today I have my friend Tara Long. Tara is a spiritual coach and teacher and mentor. She helps people to connect to their true self so that they can live the calling that is in their soul. And today we're going to be talking about her spiritual journey, as well as the work that she's doing in the world, because she's also doing some really interesting stuff in in Hollywood to help change that messaging system to be a more awakened messaging system. So we'll get into that in our interview. But I always like to start by sharing how we connected. First of all, welcome to the podcast, Tara. Hi, thank you so much. So (laughs) fun to be here. Yes. (laughs) Well, Tara is someone that I met in, and of course, that listeners of the podcast have heard me refer to before. We met a couple of years ago in Bentinho Massaro's Civilization Upgraders program, which was a year-long program that brought together over 100 souls from around the globe who felt the calling to the course. And really, what it is, is it about all of us want to make a difference in the world, but oftentimes we have to change the instrument, change ourselves as the one who is making a difference in the world. So this course was about kind of stripping out all the old fear-based programming so that we can show up and help upgrade civilization or be a shepherd of consciousness from this place that is clear of all this old programming and bring forth things that are based in love, based in unity, based in a higher truth. And so it's just been incredible to be able to meet so many people like yourself, Tara, in this course and to be able to continue that relationship through social media and and going on on you know it's been like two years since we've had the course so super excited to be able to chat with folks from there and really what the audience like one of my intentions with speaking with with our guests is to have them share their spiritual journey so that we can learn from it and kind of see some of these lessons that are normalized throughout each person's path so that we can connect to them in our own journey and maybe in hearing someone else's story, a light bulb will go off to be like, oh, I see that that was a, that that kind of sh- that similar moment was in my life and I could use it in that same way. So so Tara, I just would love to know more about like kind of how your soul journey came online. I know for me and every person has a has a different story, even though there are similar themes and threads. For me, I kind of felt like I was almost like a sleeper agent who didn't come online until it was time to come online. Like I felt like I was a very much a part of the conditioned world. And mm-hmm. then things started to come online where I woke up and started to look around and be like, whoa, whoa, okay, things are are not what I thought. <laughs> but at the same time, I can look back over my journey and see where there was something I felt was missing and I was searching for it. So I'm always curious because some people have the, the sense that when they were a child, they either had certain gifts that that didn't match up with the the people around them or the world around them. So maybe they repressed them 
or maybe, you know, maybe they just always felt, and I think I've read on your bio that you did feel as a kid that, you know, you can, you kind of sensed you were maybe not from here. So anyway, I'm just so curious to know like what Mm -hmm. each person's journey is. So just jump in wherever you want to start to help share that story of how your soul journey came online for you. Mm, I love that wording. The soul journey comes online. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's so perfect for, yeah, everything in today's world. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, much like you said, I, uh, I, I had a sense as a child that, um, you know, I, I just was very confused about like, the world and humans and how they acted and interacted. And it just, there was something that always felt off to me. And I'm sure a lot of people can say that whether or not they have, you know, are on a spiritual journey or not. I think we can all say that, <laughs> uh, you know, like what is going on? Right. Why are people like <laughs> talking to each other like that or whatever? But I was always very sensitive to like, anger and, and violence and loud noises. I mean, I still am. Like, mm-hmm. Loud noises just, oof. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very sensitive to loud noises still. But, um, you know, it's just it's like, what is, why can't, why can't we just talk to each other? Like, I don't understand where this is all coming from. So it was clear to me at a young age that, like you said, like, I, this is not my native, like, home, you know, mm-hmm. like being, uh, being a human being. Um, however, uh, I didn't, yeah, I wasn't aware on any sort of conscious level, you know, of right. what that meant or anything like that. So it, it definitely took, I would say, you know, um, in my twenties, mm-hmm. really my early twenties when I started to really, cause I think it's happening quicker now. For I people, do. Yeah. You know? I think like the younger like, generation is just like yeah, waking up yeah. quicker. They're like coming into yeah. this world prepped for the new earth. Right. Yeah, they're already like way much earlier. And I, you know, and I think, and, you know, um, folks around my age, I'm 42 now. So I think that was just, you know, even though I had this sense, it really wasn't until my, I think, early 20s until I was like really questioning, really seeking and really like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And, and what was uh, my soul's choice in this lifetime was to, um, come in with a with a vessel with a body that mm-hmm. was um, weaker and had a lot of issues, mm-hmm. health issues. I mean, even even when I was a kid, I had a lot of health issues, and then, you know, when I was fifteen, like stomach ulcers and just really bad, severe stuff for a kid. And, mm-hmm. uh, then I got really really sick in my early twenties with uh, what the doctors at the time called chronic fatigue syndrome, and so that really all led me to seeking alternative, you know, just mm-hmm. healthcare for one, you know, which really led me down to, to everything. So then I, I went to acupuncture school and, and that opened many, many doors to me, and, um, you know, on the spiritual path. And, and I just, it was like, I, I mean, of course you can't say the moment, the day, the time, right? Some <laughs> right. <people> can. <laughs> yeah. But it was this, this knowing like, okay, if I'm identifying with myself as this body with a disease or a thing or whatever is going on, like that doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel good. And I don't want to do that anymore. So what are my other options? Yeah. Like, Oh, I don't have to identify as, you know, as having this X, Y, Z condition or whatever, or mm-hmm. even my symptoms or how I feel. And so I just remember pre this realization, I would meet people and, 
because, you know, I just have all these different health issues. I would tell people when I met them, like, hey, you know, just socially, because I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to hang out with you or if I can, or I might cancel last minute because I have all these things going on. And then I was like, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just like pre- preemptively talking about this when it's wow. not even necessary. It's not even an issue. You know, like, why am I? Because I was attached to it. I was like, You're identified with my it. identity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so identified with it, you know, and I have been for so long. So then something switched and I was like, ah, okay, I actually have a choice. I don't have to do that anymore. So that was like my major, like kind of light bulb moment of like, cool. And then it, and then it just, you know, I was practicing acupuncture for many, many years, over like 12 years I had my own practice and, um, you well, know, was helping. Let's just pause for a second. Cause I wanted to kind of dive into that, yeah. that moment of where you okay. realize, oh my gosh, I have a choice to identify with, with the sickness which is also the body and and then you had this choice between the two and like what was it did you feel a a, a sensation of difference of like whoa I maybe not as much pain or just more on personal identity like can you expand a little bit more on what that was and oh, how sure. that impacted you oh yeah yeah for sure so that I mean that really led me to all sorts of things like you know, like radical self-love, like real self-love, like even if I'm feeling whatever way I'm feeling, it's absolutely okay. Like full-on acceptance and love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I spent years really doing that. And that, that was a turning point. You know, it was like this at the same time of loving and accepting everything, you know, as Mm -hmm. we know, and then also, also remembering again and again and again, oh, none of this is actually my true self either, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, relevant it's here for a reason it's right. teaching me self-love you know all these wonderful things um and and so I well it so, could have catalyzed that, you to to remember your true self faster because you wanted to question that identification like maybe if it the sickness wasn't there maybe you would have rocked along longer not actually trying to remember so just like you said these catalysts yeah. are always serving us in all these different ways to oh. bring us back yeah. to our truth Absolutely. And that was just a me. That was my, that was the way I chose to do it was through the body, mm. you know, it was because you can't ignore the body mm. like when it's like screaming at you, <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, I'm listening. And so I just started to listen. Like now those are the first steps. I think really that, that really like started, um, you know, healing in healing from within was, just taking, you know, every day, just total accept, full mm. acceptance and not resisting a thing. Like that was huge. It was not resisting a thing. Like and that's, that is course, super, it's, yeah, it's that's talent. super powerful. <laughs> and again, like you said, you're, you're in your twenties and when we're in our twenties, even if we're not dealing with the sickness, oftentimes we're still super focused on the body and how we look and wanting to look a certain way. Oh, and oftentimes yeah. like, our whole culture is caught in that and there's no, I mean, there's more questioning around it than there used to be, but yeah, there's just so much around finding worth in it. And of course, if you're sick, you're probably like, what's wrong with me? So there's just like so much there that I think like from the audience that you can, if you're rather you're dealing with something significant as a health issue or just rocking along with these thoughts of not being enough because my body doesn't look or feel Mm -hmm. a certain way all that mm-hmm. can serve you in coming to this deeper place in yourself that is so much more than that. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the body is just, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And we're, of course, so grateful for it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this experience right, right now, right? Right. Um, but yeah, it's really such a great uh, messenger. You know, it is like the best messenger that some people have and they choose it, you know, for mm-hmm. that. And then I was also able to, you know, in turn, help a lot of other people or I should say guide a lot of other well, people. Well, it led you to a, a helping folks. profession. Yeah. It led you to acupuncture, which to me would be definitely a profession in service to others. Oh, yeah. And it was so it was so amazing and fun. And I loved it. And I learned, you know, it was like learning, uh, learning a new language and learning a system and learning all about this way of of having a permission slip for something, you know, with nutrition, herbs and acupuncture and all that stuff. And I and I still love acupuncture. I think it's great. It's one of many, right? It's one of many modalities. <laughs> right. It's one of like an infinite amount of modalities that one can use to to help the body to heal itself. Yeah. And I know that another major turning point from you for you in your journey was actually that decision that knowing and alignment with the inner decision that you needed to close the practice that you've had for 10 or 12 years and Mm -hmm. that had to be huge from another identity shift oh yeah it was (laughs) yeah it was it took a couple years to sort of like dissolve that and soften I mean it's it's yeah I don't feel that anymore but yeah it definitely like you know, when I decided to close the practice, it took probably two years before I actually did it. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, because it was just, yeah. Was, so big. I, uh, it, I would go from like, uh, you know, full time. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to one day a week, I'm going to do this other thing. And then two days a week. And then so at the end, I was working like one day a week for probably like a year. But still, <laughs> um, it, it was definitely that identity of like, you know, wow, when people ask me, course that's the question right that people ask in our culture what do you do what do you do and mm-hmm. it's just easy to be like oh the next picture is oh cool and then it started this whole other conversation um which was always fun and you know i enjoyed it so then to like to then dissolve and as you said you know in our program too i mean it's really it's dissolving mm-hmm. any label or any and i wake up every day and i'm like you know uh whatever I I'm not you know what what do I want to do today what feels Mm -hmm. exciting what feels like is it the work that I'm doing is it something totally different like there's no there's there's no right or wrong or yes or no it's just whatever feels good (laughs) I love that and that's you know that that speaks to to an inner alignment with with that spontaneity that wants to come through I mean you already have the intention that you're here to be in service you're here imagine you know you're here to be a part of this collective awakening that we're all in and you're open to how that form can, you know, what, you know, it's more about the content of it, which is your intention yeah. and you're, you know, you open up to how that could look. And I think this is huge for, for people to get because before, like, yeah. this is not the normal thing that people think of. Usually they think like, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to do yeah. that and do it and do this whole thing over and over. And usually it's like trying to get to a goal. Like, even if you have a nonprofit that you want to start, it usually is like, well, I've got to get to a certain goal with what the nonprofit does before you think that you can feel that you either mm-hmm. are fulfilled or worthy or have, you know, done, have accomplished the thing. But it's such a huge relief in so much, there's so much more power behind it when you realize like every step along the way, whether it looks in a certain form or not, is this expression of service because of the intention behind Mm. it. 
Yeah, beautiful. hundred percent, absolutely. You worded it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but sorry, I interrupted yeah. your story with with my my little interjections. Oh, no. <laughs> no worries. I love it. I love it. I don't even remember what you interrupted. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we were talking about transitioning transitioning from oh, yeah. your career in acupuncture, and what what did you transition to at that? You know, what were you transitioning to? This more like spontaneous like alignment you probably had to go through a, a process to align with your calling and you know maybe what does yep. that look like mm. yeah so this is I mean so many iterations right so many different yeah. iterations to my business I um you know when I started acupuncture it was you know I strictly not strictly but I was doing acupuncture and herbs and, and Chinese medicine right I had my Chinese medicine glasses on which were beautiful lenses mm-hmm. to look through the world um, but still limited right we mm-hmm. can you know I mean if I'm if I'm still saying okay this is the picture I'm seeing through this filter um, then I'm still missing out on a lot of other stuff so mm-hmm. I started to open you know, and, and just be open to, to more whatever would come through. So there were a lot of different, you know, healing modalities at the time. I, you know, hypnosis and energy work and all kinds of different things and certifications I got and classes I took and started to incorporate that into my work. Um, and then I just was guided really strongly. Um, I did an online course. So I spent a lot of time, you know, it, um, doing that course of helping people to heal themselves, you mm-hmm. know, just on their own because we all have that power. Right. Um, so then, when you said you did an online yeah. course, you're saying you created one, not that you I were personally taking one. Yes. Okay, got it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that wasn't clear. Yes, I created um, like a, yeah, an online course and it was so fun and so much freaking work. <laughs> but, uh, but I learned so much, you know, it was like, and just have everything kind of consolidated, all my work thus far and um, and then I, you know, I just, uh, with my, even with my acupuncture patients, we were just going deeper. I was already coaching them, you know, for mm-hmm. as long as I was doing acupuncture, I was coaching people and, and like I was co- coaching more them more- like from a, um, like an emotion, like they're coming in from a physical perspective and you're adding the coaching mm-hmm. to like an emotional or spiritual type perspective. Yes. Yep. Okay. Whatever, whatever we, we would investigate. What is the mm-hmm. message your body is sending mm-hmm. you? you? Okay. Know, so you started there. I see. Cool. I started there with people and some people were not open to it and then we wouldn't do it. You know, they're just getting for the acupuncture. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. Uh, and other people were really like, yes, okay. Yes. I want to do this. And they were invested in themselves and they wanted, they were okay with doing the work too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of, because what, what a lot of, what a lot of us do in our culture is we, even if it's a natural, you know, healing practitioner, health practitioner, what have you, we still go and say, okay, here, here, I'm, I'm still <laughs> externalizing my well-being and my health to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like even, and, and if it's natural, that's a step up, right, from uh, pumping yourself full of medication. Right. However, <laughs> um, it's still, you're still externalizing, you're still using a permission slip. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a bad thing, not a bad thing. And I'm not saying that there's never a place for that. Um, but I knew, I just knew inherently the power we hold within, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh my God, we can't even like with our minds imagine how powerful because we're just all light. That's just it. That's mm-hmm. all we are. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, amazing. Like a full concentration of light. So we don't need any of these things. However, we collectively agree in our world and the world that we live in, that we have a body and we do need all these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is a process and there is a place for that. Um, 
but it just, it kept coming through more and more, you know, that I was meant to, you know, guide people in a different way and doing, doing the acupuncture was limiting me. Mm, Okay. I see. Yeah. It became, it became instead of an expansive way to serve, it became more of a limitation. So then I had to look at it. Yeah. Great catch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh, why, why does my soul feel crushed when I come into my own practice? Which was my dream, yeah. right? It was my absolute dream to have FEMA, have my own practice. Beautiful, was successful, loved it, lived in Hawaii at the time. That's right. I didn't living. even mention that. You lived in Hawaii yeah. for over 10 years or 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Exactly, for over 10 years. So it was amazing. I had, there was no complaints in my life, right? Yeah. No complaints. Um, but that doesn't mean that when, you know, and, and I think people mistake that too, like, oh, this, this is it. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then they, they just go with it. It's like, but you, you keep expanding. And so it's, you know, alignment is like just a checking in all the time. Like, okay, this feels good. And maybe it feels good for five years, which was the case for me in mm-hmm. that particular practice. Um, but maybe it's five minutes you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I would have my mom and, you know, family and people, Oh my God, you went to school for four years. You (laughs) spent all this money and you're still good at it. Why would you, why would you do this? Why would you close your practice? You know? Yeah. That's big too. Cause then like, if you have it in you that you're scared, you're going to disappoint the people that, you know, Mm. you love or, you know, all the, all these extra factors come into play when these, when these decisions, you know, well, you know, they can come into play. If you're super like in, internally aligned, then you just like kind of you hear it as noise and you don't take it in. Yeah. But I'm thinking for a lot of yeah. people who might be tuning in, yeah. what we want to share is kind of like how you get to the point of not hearing the noise. <laughs> and what do you do yes. when you still hear the noise? Yes, yes, exactly. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's so many people, they stay in something because of, you know, fear of what what people will think mm-hmm. and I think that's probably the number one reason mm-hmm. people stay in stuff you know for me you know I never I, I even when I was younger and I, I mean I've moved around a lot just packed up and left and got, I've never had been stopped by mm-hmm. anybody saying anything to mm-hmm. me <laughs> that's just not been not been my journey to, right. to care what other people think I'm like Bob yeah, yeah you guys whatever I don't even care you know yeah. they would be like Kara really we're worried about you we think you're crazy you know and I'm like oh <laughs> But, but I but I understand that's not most people's experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sensitive to that. Yeah. Right. And so you and also another point, I guess, as as like you're deciding to close your your career with acupuncture. I, I read in one of your blogs that you actually was even like you had moved to the certain point to the North Shore in Hawaii. Yeah. And you actually were like envisioning this life of like such beauty and nature and like this quietude that you're just so loving and then but something also happened in that moment too yeah yeah I had dreams so I lived on Oahu the island of Oahu for you know over 10 years and then about year um like eight and a half or so I'd always wanted to live on the north shore the north shore is like the country right where you've got Honolulu is like the city and it's small, but there's still things going on. And mm-hmm. it's where I had kind of made my community and most of my friends and where my practice was. And I was like, but I want to live on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. So I did it. I moved up there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have my house and I'm going to just have retreats here. And it's going to be so great. This is my home base. And <laughs> like three or four months into living there, I was like, 
nope, this is not it at all. <laughs> it's crazy. That's awesome. I love that you had that check in enough to know like, whoops, time to re, you know, it's not that the four months wasn't supposed to be. It's just that it wasn't supposed to go longer. Right. Yeah. Like you just in alignment, you just never know. And then something even crazier happened, which was I got the the knowingness, you know, the head I was sitting on the beach and I and I had this memory of missing Hawaii. Like it was really, it was like, wow, I don't actually miss it anymore. Cause mm. the thought for me to, to think about leaving, if I ever thought about leaving Hawaii, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to, I can't, I'm going to miss it. It's like something was physically holding me there. Mm. Like cores just pulling me in the earth there, you know, I mm-hmm. need to be there for that amount of time. And then suddenly it was like, they're not there anymore. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God, it was so freeing. I was like, I I can go. I'm going to go. And it's so weird. But, and so then I just sat and I was like, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? I'll go anywhere in the whole world. Like mm-hmm. no attachments, nothing, right? And, and then it just kept coming over and over again in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. And I was like, what? <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of the quietude of the North Shore. <laughs> right? I was like, are we sure? And so I... Oh, I did a lot of meditation, making sure of that. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Because I think you yeah, even mentioned so. that, I mean, in your time that you'd already been in L.A., like you didn't have an affinity for it. Like you didn't seem to love it in the times that you had been there. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I can yeah, just imagine I, yeah. that, you know, it, sometimes even when you want to make a big change, you're like moving towards, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously there's excitement in it or else you wouldn't have done it, but there wasn't that excitement around the idea of LA, but there was the call that you needed to go there. So that's really interesting too, because sometimes we hear just follow your excitement, but this was like, can you go into that a yeah. little bit more, how there was the knowing and kind of the yeah. disconnect around the excitement maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was, there actually was excitement. It, oh, okay. When I, when the mind thought about what my previous experience here was like four or five years prior to that, then I was like, ooh, that is, you know, but when I let go of the thought of LA and what my, what my experience was in the past, then there was excitement. So as soon as I let that go and just, what does it feel like now? And, um, so even there was still some trepidation and just to, just the, for the mind, but I, I had no, I mean, once I made my decision, you know, I really, that was it. I was, I was excited. And, and also, like you said, it was a combination of that and a, just a deep knowingness and a pull. And it was like, like this light here, there was like this light here in LA that just mm-hmm. pulling me in, just pulling me in. And I had no choice, no choice. I mean, of course we all have a choice, yeah, right? But, but if I'm well, following Yeah. This type of pull yeah. is one of those that you can't resist because it's so meant to be. That's exactly. amazing. I yeah. love it. So you, yeah. you, you make your change, you, you get to LA and at, at that point, like before you went to LA, did you know your reason for being there or did it show up once you got to LA? Um, so I had kind of like, kind of dabbled in like, Oh yeah. Wouldn't it be so cool to work with like people in Hollywood to help raise the consciousness or awareness or whatever, just, you know, because I, I love, I've always loved like films and um, good TV shows. You know, I love storytelling in that way. And I think it can be, I mean, amazing and so powerful. Sure, there's a lot of like junk, right? Mm -hmm. But um, there's so, so many powerful stories that are being told 
However, they're, they're just missing the mark in mm-hmm. so many ways, as you know, as we know, in terms of like the potential of humanity. And um, it doesn't mean that it's not entertaining. So right. you're still going to have conflict. But like I my so then when I got here, you know, sorry, I jumped ahead there. No, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, there's an excitement there. But I had no idea what that meant or looked like. So when I got here, it started to become more clear that, yeah, I really want to work in like mainstream, uh, in some sort of mainstream entertainment, because there's, there's a lot of kind of quote unquote spiritual stuff, right? Documentaries and, mm-hmm. and everything. It's kind of siloed though. Example. You're looking to get, yeah, I get it. Cause it's more siloed through, you know, it's not through the main. Yeah mainstream as you said mainstream yeah, <laughs> yeah right like all the people who are already sort of quote-unquote on the path are already plugged into all mm-hmm. those things and you know we don't really need to you know that's not really gonna uh, wake anybody up per se once mm-hmm. they're already in that process then they go to those things which is great mm-hmm. and they're you know that's great that we have them, them. but uh, yeah i have this vision of like mainstream like let's let's just filter in some messaging some relationships where people are interacting in a different way, mm-hmm. where they're being in a, where they are following their alignment in a very grounded way, right? Yeah. And and spiritual, it's not just this airy fairy thing Mm-mm. that we know can you know really turn people off, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's actual self knowledge, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, so I want to. I'm I'm working on a script. I'm I'm writing. I'm, That's awesome. Um, I have. To show the a show in mind that I'm working on with a with a friend. That, Very cool. I mean, we, yeah, there's stuff in the works. And you but. and you've written a manifesto, like a holly. What do you call it? A Hollywood manifesto. Yeah, yeah. yeah my manifesto to Hollywood conscious. It's called Creating Conscious Entertainment. Yeah. Awesome. Can and you so just, it's just a, a 27 page manifesto of what my vision but also like what is awakening like two mm-hmm. different kinds of awakening and, and where we're at in Hollywood and, mm-hmm. and the vision of where where we can go and and um and how we can because I've been I've injected myself sort of into the even during the whole COVID time mm-hmm. there's all these zoom meetings and entertainment and, oh that's neat um, and so yeah, there's this group I'm a part of, and so we get together, and 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 I've even interviewed a couple of like producers and just people in the industry, and wow, so that's awesome. And there's all these actors that are like, the question is always, well, I'm this X Y Z whatever minority mm-hmm. um, group, mm-hmm. and so when do when are we going to see more of me mm-hmm. in TV or whatever? The representation. And so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more representation, right? Which mm-hmm. is, of course, it should be a no-brainer. However, there's so much emphasis on that, mm-hmm. that it's separating us more and more. So the intention is good, mm-hmm. but it's not a pure intention. It's an intention of like, what about me kind of thing, which yep. is, again, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, well, I mean, yeah. personally, I just think like the whole approach to the idea of equality through representation is trying to bring about equality, which I would rather use the word unity, in yeah. in the very way that, like, it's trying to showcase differences instead of our sameness. And our sameness is what we're all yeah. intending to wake up to. But the whole approach yeah. right now in mainstream is to try to unify through our differences, which is creating more yeah. separation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't make sense at all, does it? No, not at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know the entertainment industry out of Hollywood specifically is is really in the thick of that right now. I hear it on every meeting I'm on, every single one. Oh yeah, we're getting better at that. Oh yeah, we need to include more of that and this and that. And, and like, you can see, I mean, oh, yeah. I can see it playing out and like really quickly actually since you know since all the BLM stuff this last summer. Like you see the changes, you're seeing the changes much more quickly already in what's coming out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. am personally seeing it a lot, but again, there's just there, it's a made, there's still a major trap when it comes to actually waking up to our true self. It's, it's going to keep yeah. us, it's going to keep us in body consciousness. And the whole point is to wake up to soul consciousness and further. Yes. Yeah. Further, I, I love that this is a yeah. part of your, I love that this is your mission or your current mission, the current iteration of part of your calling. <laughs> I love that (laughs) because you're right. Hollywood is the biggest messaging system that we have. It it? changes culture. It sets the tone for culture. It, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 the impact with having the right content coming through is tremendous. (laughs) Yeah. So tremendous. I mean, I just, yeah, it's like, it just was doubt. I was like, Whoa, this is something apparently that I'm here to do right now. And, you know, and it was a, it was an excitement back after I graduated college. You know, if I go back to like my university after university days in Minnesota, I was called to LA, but I didn't come. Mm. <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up going to Austin, Texas first. And you weren't far from me. You were just up the road from me then. <laughs> oh really? I'm in San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> just south oh, of I've been Austin. In Austin for seven years. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. So you were, you were there then? Mm-hmm. In San Antonio? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I did go to San Antonio a few times. Um, which was, I love Austin. I love, mm-hmm. you know, so beautiful hill country. Um, so that was like a pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah a seven-year pit stop. So this know? was in your yes. 20s, I guess? Or when yeah, were you in Austin? Right. Yeah, I was 22. I was 22. And, okay. you know, went on a whim with a friend who was living there. I was like, yeah, I'll just stop there on my way to L.A., you know. <laughs> um, and, then, and then I never, and then, yeah, I've been 10 years in Hawaii, and then finally, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't time. It wasn't time. Right. Because, because even when I came that, you know, however many, six years ago now, and had that really sort of, I had, I had this weird panic attack in the middle of uh, staying in an Airbnb in Hollywood, and, you know, I wasn't ready. It wasn't mm-hmm. time yet. It when was, was when was the panic attack? Like, what time frame? Um, yeah, it was like, oh, God, six years ago. Okay. Maybe? Well, I guess you said ago. Airbnb. It had to be kind of in the last... <laughs> couldn't have been in the 20s. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, Airbnb was um, was new. It was a new thing. Um, and that was like the first Airbnb I think I ever stayed at, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so what, what happened was, with yeah. the panic attack? So I was here. Uh, I had come with one of my best friends from childhood. Um, she lives in Minnesota, and I'm like, Hawaii. We were going to meet her to go to a Katy Perry concert. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love me some Katy Perry. She yeah, got, she has an album with some great like lyrics. We go sort of awaken lyrics, but uh, so we did that, and then I was going to be on my own here for a couple of days because I had a few other friends I was going to visit, and so I was staying at an Airbnb. And as soon as I got there. Oh man, I just, it was like, I felt everything from everybody in this town, which Mm. was all this like desperation and sadness Mm. and loneliness and like wanting, Mm. wanting, you know, just Mm -hmm. this like 
oh, and I, it all just, I was so um, empathic yes. at the time. And I was just sitting in my Airbnb and I was just like hyperventilating. Did you understand like, mom, like, like at the time, did you understand that's what you were taking in or were you like kind of confused about what I you were did. feeling? Okay. No, I, I did. I knew because I, yeah, I, I could feel it even in line, standing in line for coffee or something. I could feel the energy of people around me, just uh-huh. this like neediness yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it, and it triggers that in me, right? Otherwise, cause it, cause no matter whenever we're feeling something in someone else, if it triggers something in us, it's unhealed. something, yeah. it's, it's something unresolved in us. Right. right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to. So coming now, I feel none of that, not even an idea, nothing, none of it, because it's because Hawaii was my major healing place oh, too. You that's know? awesome. Just, yeah, so you can so, still be sensitive to the fact that that's going on, but you just don't absorb it in and take it on. Would that be how you describe it? Um, or well, it just—it's not I feel that, it very. I don't. Yeah, it's okay. just not really. If, if, if I'm so I, I still I don't like big huge crowds I don't like mm-hmm. to be in big huge crowds of people you know like like humans in big crowds is not a fun thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> and not because I'm like consciously picking anything up it's just like yeah no I yeah. don't it's not you know um but no I don't it's nothing like it it was before no I don't I don't have that thank goodness I'm grateful yeah well that's like that's all the good information but that's you know, really that's good work yeah, that's what I was just going to like underscore is like it's really good information for those who who feel that they're empathic and are taking on so much that they don't know what to do to remember that you have total control by doing your own inner healing and letting it reflect back yeah. to you what is unre- unresolved because just like your yeah. personal journey as you resolved it this you were not picking up on it in the way that you once were. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a hundred percent all about the inner work. It's all just a reflection in the mirror for you, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. So I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of folks talking about, you know, empaths and how there's always this sensitivity and what have you. And I'm not speaking to anybody's journey. I mean, that could be the case. I mm-hmm. don't know. However, I do, I do feel very much if, you know, if you're doing the inner work and you're purifying yourself, again and again again mm-hmm. and again and you're just you're you, you're just focused on that and it's a priority for you then you can be a really clear vessel and let things just just mm-hmm. pass through you like there's it doesn't stick at all it's just like it's just because it's so there's nothing there for it to hold on to yeah you know that we're sticky because we have our own stuff but when we clear our stuff um you know i'm not saying i don't have any stuff anymore you <laughs> but, just but you know, you've still done a ton of work we both have done a lot of work and so that yeah. really changes things and we're not like buried under having not done our work to where we can't tell a difference and so once you start to do your work you start right. to have this contrast in what what you once felt to what you're feeling now which adds to a sensitivity yeah. to be more in tune with healing things as you go and kind of keeping your house clean as you go and so yeah, yeah and right. it makes a huge difference it makes, yeah, like you said, if something does come up or you're like, mm, that chills off or out of alignment or whatever, it's just you, you address it right away. There isn't a pushing anything down. There isn't, and it's so much clearer because your, your house is clean, like you mm-hmm. said. So you notice one piece of dirty clothes on the floor, whereas mm-hmm. before 
<laughs> you think, wow, your whole floor is yeah. full of dirty clothes. You're like, oh, well, whatever. I'll just put another, I'll just put another dirty shirt on the pile of laundry. You don't really notice it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. And it's funny because I'm, I'm such, I'm, I've always, well, not when I was younger, I guess not as much, but that's how I like live in my space. Like mm-hmm. it has to, I really feel the best when it's like clean and organized. Mm-hmm, me too. And, you know, and. Yeah, yeah, you know, and part of that, I'm sure there's this control element a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. I recognize that for sure. However, it really feels like, because I've investigated this, like, what is this thing where I need to have my space so, like, just organized and clean? Because it is actually a reflection of my inside, (laughs) you know, it's like... (laughs) It doesn't match. It doesn't match anymore. It's like all dirty, whatever. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so you've been in you've been in LA for what the last year and a half, last two years. Yeah, yeah, year and a half. Yep. So so yep. the calling is still in alignment with with the changes that you're you're intending and working to make through the through now making headway with Zoom calls and things you're creating with scripts. All that's working in an order and. And what else is going on for maintaining your alignment or have there been any other major things that you needed to look at and face to kind of get to this more aligned place that you're at? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, this past year and a half in L.A. has been um, amazing, intense, surprising, like wonderful, challenging, you know, I literally sold everything in Hawaii, like my car, pretty much all my belongings. I came with one suitcase and a backpack. Oh, you sold all of that. That's um, right. We should go into this. Like, um, you really did. What am I trying to say? Like anarogs work. What's that called? When you really go through everything and like, do I need this? Do I love this? Do I, does it serve me? Let's go into that. Cause I think like people could, really appreciate that guidance (laughs) yeah yeah it was amazing it was uh so leaving Hawaii is a little different than leaving if you're living in the U.S. or somewhere you know it's it's easier because you're you really have to pay attention to what you're taking with you because you (laughs) gotta ship it or you gotta you know what I mean you're like on an island in the mobile pacific so um so yeah I I definitely was like, okay, I'm going to be so intentional about anything that comes with me. And yeah, I just, one by one, you know, I I had kind of the previous year knew that I was leaving, even though I didn't know exactly where I was going. So I started (laughs) to get rid of things. I started to let go. I um, never been a huge material things Mm -hmm. person anyway. So it was never, it wasn't really hard for me to do, um, you know, but yeah, it felt so light, you know, to be, what was I, 40 at the time. And I ended up one suitcase, um, my backpack, and I actually went to Europe for five weeks oh, first. Nice. Um, I went to the tier one, oh, um, yeah, you know, yeah. gathering, and which would have been just for the time. audience. It, that would have been like the the people that were in our online course. There was actually there was an actual phys- physical gathering in Europe yes. that you're referring yes, to, that's right? Yep, yep, that's right. That was in April, and then I stayed on and traveled around a little bit and stayed with a couple friends and. And I was still at that time like, okay, I'm L.A., yes, but is there anywhere else now that I'm here? Like, yeah. anywhere in Europe or anywhere else? Like, I'm open to any of it. And then it was still L.A. I was like, get your homemade ticket on this day. Do this. Do oh, this. my okay, goodness. So That's I, very specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, it was very specific. So, I, I mean, it's just listening. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like really, really listening and, and not questioning. Being like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that feels good. So, <laughs> yes. Um, 
so then, yeah, so then I came to L.A. and and really had, you know, nothing uh, in the way of anything material. <laughs> so right. I I was couch surfing. Um, I I was do- I got on this app where I was dog sitting and got to dog sit in these like amazing houses. Oh, that's cool. By myself. <laughs> oh my goodness! Were like, you like it? I mean, I just know the one big nice neighborhood. Beverly. Were you like in Beverly Hills or like staying in? Super- well, no, I wasn't. I was in the Palisades though. Which okay, is like which, I've heard of that one too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that was like I was like a little McMansion there for a while, <laughs> and and then in Marina del Rey, which is where I'm living right now, um, I just moved into this amazing, amazing like uh, a condo a few blocks from the water. Oh my and, goodness! Are you kidding? I mean. It's, <laughs> It's, incre- it's incredible. And yeah, and so I'm dog sitting um, this beautiful, wonderful pup for six months. Me and my boyfriend, me and my partner are living here for six months and dog sitting her. Um, and because the family's from Australia and they're going away for six months back mm-hmm. to Australia. So we get to stay in this like, you know, amazing, amazing <laughs> place. And it's like half the rent that it would normally be because we're watching the dog. Right. And anyway, my point is, is that anything is possible. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I mean? like, like that. Yes. <laughs> you can create any sort of like circumstance or situation. And again, not to be attached to what it is that you want, like this detail and that detail, but like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, you know, this feels really good. This feels high excitement. This feels, you know, I, I, I love to be by the water. So I'm like, I want to live a place by the water. Okay, great. Here we are. You know, that's cool. I want a dog. Okay, great. Here we go. So, but it took, you know, I mean, this year was definitely, crazy and uh there I got into a relationship I met my partner mm-hmm. um my now partner two weeks after I moved here what? Oh my <laughs> goodness. like what was so the what were the circumstances of that did you like bump into each other on the road like what was that situation no 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 I, I was staying in West Hollywood at a, I was couch surfing in West Hollywood and I was walking around the neighborhood and Later that night, I was going to go to a friend of mine who was having an art opening in downtown. And so I was like, oh, before that, I'll just go. There was this um, bar called Harlow, which is this like kind of old Hollywood, right? And so I peeked in. And I'm like, oh, it looks so cool. It's like, it's all like old Hollywood. So I'm going to come here, you know, for happy yeah. hour and have a drink and sit at the bar. And so I did. It was like six o'clock, you know, it was like <laughs> 6 p.m. And I just had like my IPA, you know, and, uh, and Jeremy happened to walk in like 10 minutes after me. And sat down across the bar. We we're like the only ones there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then he's like, "Can I move? Can I move closer?" <laughs> you're like, "Oh yeah, you passed the test. Okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Sure, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good." So <laughs> very, very, you know, and everything was very casual for a while, and um, it was just not anything I was wanting or at all. You know, it's like I'm it's so good on my own. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then that happened. So to speak to your question before, like, has anything else happened to sort of tweak alignment and what mm-hmm. have you, you know, a relationship is always, um, one of the, to me, the, one of the main catalysts mm-hmm. for, um, looking at anything. Right. So yeah, that constant yeah, mirror that, right by you. <laughs> constant mirror. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been wonderful and fun and, and yeah, an opportunity to look at things that I was like, oh, that's fair. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. let me just kind of explain why I meant by mirror for anyone tuning in. Just meaning like when you're on a spiritual path or wanting to know your own truth, it requires a lot of self-responsibility. And self-responsibility means that if you have, if 
your reactive nature, you have to take responsibility for. So if you're out of alignment with like your highest nature, which would show up through this, like some, some sort of reaction, if you know, whatever that might be. And Mm -hmm. the cultural responses blame the circumstance or the person or the situation, but on this journey, it requires self-responsibility where you look at that and you use the situation, the partner, whatever it is, as a mirror to be like, oh, what's going on on my side of the street that needs to be cleaned mm-hmm. up? What's going on? Yeah. And that, and just like what you're saying with the partner, it's like those moments will show themselves probably more frequently if something needs to be healed. Or, and you don't want to yeah. get into a pattern of being unhappy and blaming your partner in this constant way or them blaming you. So it becomes this like, accelerator of growth if you use it that way so i just wanted to make sure that there was kind of an understanding of what a mirror was perfect yes and and yeah exactly like you said like on your own you know journey your own path and and you're a single person or you're Mm -hmm. not relating to someone in that way you know like there's still those catalysts but Mm -hmm. yeah they're in or in a quote-unquote relationship whatever that means for people um (laughs) definitely You know, it can be anything, right? And that's changed a lot for me as well. Um, you know, with that, any sort of, there's no labels, there's no like, yeah. no, like as little expectation as I can possibly have about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. That and then that keeping your path. personal, like your alignment as your priority, which yes. with relationships yeah. can make for hard conversations, I imagine, if. You know, oh, if yeah. your alignment's calling you in another way and it's not like maybe your partner hasn't even done, quote unquote, anything wrong, but maybe your alignment calls you in a new direction. And if you're prioritizing yep. your alignment, these type of hard choices and hard conversations may need to be had. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, we've really said from the beginning or that I've, you know, said in, in guidance like, hey, this, this is great as long as it feels like it's serving for mm-hmm. both of us. and. You know, it's as soon as one of us is not feeling that and we're serving for us and the world as a result of being together, right? Like mm-hmm. that's so important as well it's for me, you know, it's just to, is this relationship um, in service to m- me being in service? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's the, yeah. that's the bar for, <laughs> that's the bar for alignment. Yeah. Is this serving in the capacity that I'm here to serve in and is it serving humanity? Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. 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 It's a very different kind of relationship. Than, and how you know, was like anything. your, your partner, was this like new, new, like, was this a new concept or was this, or did you end up like, meeting someone who was kind of along on this path as well? Um, well, this, the funny thing is, it's like, he was pretty down with all of it without having specifically mm. directly done a lot of this got work it. yeah i got <laughs> you know it. what i mean mm-hmm. um but he's definitely on his own you know mm-hmm. his own path his spiritual path and yeah. you know different places of course but sure. you know yeah it's it's part of like oh part of the creation you know it's all and and that's something maybe before too that i would have been like oh no i you know i i don't in the mind you know mm-hmm. i could never be with anybody who hasn't done xyz yeah. work you know just like me you know and then it's like well that's not really anybody in the whole world, so right. <laughs> so, oh, you have any friends or relationships that you about? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and plus, like I think too, like I don't know, this is kind of what's coming to my mind is I think when people kind of start off on the path and when on the early stages, it's almost like they might have to make more dra- 
drastic changes in who they're hanging out with. Like if they're in toxic friendships or relationships, they may have to clean that like totally cut those out and leave them. Yeah. And maybe you only want to relate to people that are interested in your spiritual path or in your personal development, whatever aspect of it you might, whatever part of the spectrum you may be on, you're craving that like-minded companionship. But really the truer spiritual path, it ultimately means you can be around anyone and not be out of alignment. So I think it just kind of depends on where you are and kind of like, do you have to have certain training wheels on or are the that, maybe that sounded not too good, but <laughs> like it just no, depends where you're on. You know what I mean? Like if you're just starting out, no, like, yeah, you definitely need, you want to give yourself the best chance at moving forward. So if you're yes. being too pulled by these things that are not in alignment with where you want to go, then you need to remove yourself from those pulls. But yep. as you go further, yep. you're so in a line that nothing's going to pull you out of it in any type of drastic way, or you know, you will drop it if you have to. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely perfect. I mean, in the beginning of anybody's path, yes, environment is huge and the cool you're around and, you know, they say, oh, you're the product of all the people you spend time mm-hmm. with. Well, that's true if you're not really aware of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, and absolutely, you know, but just like you said, and it's that way with all things. It, at, at there comes a point, a threshold where you're like, okay, it doesn't matter who I'm around. It doesn't, it doesn't pull me out mm-hmm. uh, in most cases. And also that that's the same thing with self-care. You know, I just took a little yeah. bit of self-care and how people go, oh, we have to schedule it. We have to do all the things. We have, yeah. And my morning ritual has to be this every day. And that's, yes, for a certain period of time in, and in certain periods of time, mm-hmm. you know, yes, that's wonderful. But as we sort of evolve on the path, you know, we can, it is about what's in alignment right now, like in every moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not, that's not going to be some any sort of schedule that you set for yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. All that is just kind of like creating a new conditioning to help yourself get to a place where you don't need the conditioning to guide you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So let's see. I really feel like we've covered, it sounds like we may have covered some of your main, your main points. Yeah. You, you think we're yes. missing anything? I mean, oh, I know I mean, there's always there's always nuances, right? But I think that we've hit on some oh, God, very God. major things that people could take in and see where it applies in their own journey. Like starting from, you know, when you were a child, you just felt that you felt like maybe there was a sense of not belonging. But instead of taking taking that in and, and letting that be like, I, I'm different. I'm some people might think like I'm weird, I'm different or whatever you can for someone going through that, you can start to ask, like, maybe there's a reason for that. And just like rerouting, like mm-hmm. know that life is trying to reroute you into like who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And then as you like yeah. go into the world, like life led you on this journey to become an, an acupuncturist for like 10, 12 years. And it was beautiful. You served, you learned, you did that. And then finally, like there's this moment where you start to realize that your starting point with working with people there started with asking questions around the body and you realized like that was a bit limiting in that you wanted to start, you wanted to create relationships with clients that didn't start from as limiting of a position. And that required a total yeah. alignment, a realignment with letting go of an entire career identity with a career, which scares people. And you said you went through it and it's not scary anymore because it's just so far removed, but that is scary moments like in people's lives. Like you may have to make these total 
restripping, rearranging of what's going on in your life in order to continue continually align with what you're here to do. And even at that point, you're you're thinking you're supposed to live in the quietude of the North Shore and you realize, no, I've got to go to L.A. So, again, giving yourself that space to be led and then to be led in another direction and showing up in L.A. not knowing where you're going to live or what you're going to do, but having faith that you could actually have the picture you wanted. You could be on the water. You could have a, a dog without having the long-term responsibility of it. You, you know, you got to li- stay in the, in the McMansion with, with the dog for six months. <laughs> and yeah, then just right. learning that you have this calling now in this current iteration to work on the biggest messaging system in the world and to help create content that can run through that messaging system and have such a big impact on how people know themselves and how they know to align with their true self. And which that kind of brings us up to where you are right now. And one thing before we fully wrap up is I just want to let people know like the, how they can work with you. Cause I know right now you do co- you love working one-on-one. You mentioned earlier, you previously did mm. courses, but now you love doing the one-on-one coaching and you are of course consulting within Hollywood, but you're also working with people to help bring them into alignment with their higher self or their true self and to allow them to understand like what is the calling in their heart? What is their soul blueprint mm-hmm. to help them align with it? So can you just kind of run through some of the services that you have? And I will link in the show notes. Of course, I'll have your website and your social media so people can find you. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. What a, that, I just have to say like you're your total like summary of that was so amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, you just summed up my life. Be great. Um, <laughs> and check now. <laughs> and we're done. Um, I can leave. I can leave the planet now. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I do. I do um, work with people one on one in a coaching mentoring capacity. And they can find all that information on my website, which is terrasyel.com. Um, that's T-A-R-A-H-C-Y-E-L.com. And, you know, I've played with so many different iterations, so many different ways and iterations of, of coaching and, and in terms of like what it looks like with people. And honestly, it's so tailored to that individual mm-hmm. and what they need and what is right for them. And so we can, yeah, so that that's, you know, again, it's so intuitive. Um, right. I love that. You don't, yeah, you don't have to describe like a process and, and it really might, myself is similar. It's intuitive. It's like, you want to find out where they are and what makes yeah. sense for them. So you don't have like yes. this cookie cutter program. That's just like, Oh, and this right. is for you. And this is for you. And this is for you, which I love that you're saying that because that's exactly what mine is. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, and, and that's, and as we work with people more and more, we realize, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. you know, when we're fully, that's the full service to, to our clients is when we show up and we are so fully like present and as empty as we possibly can be in that moment for them, then we don't need to have the 12 step program mm-hmm. and the, you know, six month contract or mm-hmm. whatever, even though that's okay too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so, yeah. So, so one, so evolved. That's wonderful. So, uh, yeah, so that's how I work with people one-on-one. Uh, I am also doing yep, consulting for, you know, companies, um, in the entertainment industry and other, if, if I like the company, but yeah. Um, well, know, one thing I was going to, one of the services that you offered that I think people may be really interested in, it looks like you offer like a one and a half hour session to help connect people to their calling. 
Is that right? Yes. Yes. I think that that might be something really cool. Mm -hmm. Like if listeners are tuning in, they're like, oh, my God, like I love hearing about these journeys. I love that people are having this inner guidance and figuring figuring out what they're here to do. I really wish I could figure that out for myself. Where you actually have an hour and a half session that is tailored and geared towards doing that. Yes, 100 percent. Yeah, we explore and unlock uh, your calling, which, as you know, you know, it's a specific phrase and all that. And I love doing calling work with people. You know, I love it so much. It's so fun. It's just it's just one of the, the most fun things I do. So, yes, I do that. I offer that 90-minute session. Um, yep. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's – and then if anybody has any questions, of course, you can always reach out. Sure. All right, cool. Well, I will definitely have that linked in the show notes. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast and for sharing your story. And I just want to – Thank you also for all the work mm-hmm. that you've done on yourself, which in turn is contributing to humanity's awakening. And now you're just totally in service to it. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for ditto to all the all the things. Thank you for doing this show. And, you know, I know, I know it helps so many people. So thank you so much for having me. Sure. We are the love. We are the love we give. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.